0: What is going on with Jason Robertson in Dallas? Jacob Chikrin is in Arizona. We're going to be talking about that on this episode of NHL Trade Talk, the podcast. Hello, my name is Jim Parsons. I'm with NHLTradeTalk.com. This episode is all about those two players and what is happening in Dallas and Arizona, respectively. Why is it that the Stars cannot get a deal done with Jason Robertson? And why is it that Jacob Chikrin has not been traded yet? Because there are rumored to be a handful of teams that are interested Is it the ask that's just way too high from the Arizona Coyotes? We're going to be discussing that. Brooke Laferno from the Hockey Raiders and NHL Trade Talk is going to come on the show with us. That's this episode. We hope that you guys enjoy. Don't forget, download and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Enjoy this episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of NHL Trade Talk, the podcast. My name is Jim Parsons, here with the Hockey Writers, NHLTradeTalk.com, uh, lots of other places. We've got Brooke Laferno on with us as well. Brooke, how are you?
1: I'm doing good. we got a busy night ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: getting geared up for a uh, fantasy draft selection, so we're going to be making some picks here with some uh, writers from the Hockey Raiders, and we will broadcast that selection in a couple of days. So we'll record that, we'll have some fun, we'll talk back and forth. And then we'll put that one out in a couple of days. But for now, we're going to be focused on a couple of big news items in the NHL. We're all kind of waiting. If you're a Dallas Stars fan or you're an Arizona Coyotes fan, then you're really in, like stressed right now because Jason Robertson in Dallas, their deal's not done yet. Jacob Chikrin, he wants to be traded. The Coyotes have not traded him yet. So we're going to look at both of those two players today. So where do you want to start? Brooke, should we start with Robertson or should we start with Chikrin?
1: Probably start with Robertson.
0: Okay. So for those that don't know, the kind of the background story here is he's a current RFA. He does not have a contract done with the Dallas Stars. He is not at training camp. So he's sort of sitting out until this gets finished. It's getting kind of tense because we're, we're not that far away from uh, when this, this regular season is going to start. I'm assuming this gets done uh, prior to everything, but I don't know. What do you think? Is this a deal that you think it's done or could this take a while?
1: I'm starting to think this is going to take a while. I didn't think it would take this long because it seemed like it was the Dallas Stars' priority or the general manager, Jim Neal, was talking about how it was a priority. And then he signed Jake Ottinger first, which I thought was kind of strange because I thought they were prioritizing Robertson first before Ottinger. And then the Ottinger camp kind of moved quickly there. So it's I kind of see this dragging on, although Jim Neal did say they're having very positive conversations, but it doesn't seem like it's still going anywhere. I guess there's only you can say forever that you're having positive conversations, but it doesn't really mean much if there's no contract. So I can still see this kind of dragging out for sure.
0: Why do you think it's taken so long? Is this one of those situations where maybe one side wants one thing in terms of the length of a contract and then the other side wants something else? Or is it a numbers thing where uh-huh. the player and the agent think he's worth a certain amount, but the Dallas stars only have so much. Cause right now the Dallas stars, have just over $7 million in cap space mm-hmm. to try to work this out. Now, there are things that they can potentially do, but like a lot of other teams, they are in salary cap trouble as soon as Robertson is signed. So what is it? Is it the term or is it the money or is it both?
1: I think, um, I think it might be both at this point. I think he's honestly looking at the fact that Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas on the St. Louis Blues got $8 million a year contracts. Um, I think for the next eight years. And I think he's probably looking at that thinking we're kind of in the same boat here, career high seasons. I could get paid that much, but with the Dallas star salary cap, with it being 7 million, Dallas is probably thinking, I don't know if I can go that high. Obviously they can, every team can usually figure it out very easily, but, I do think it has to do with both, um, but I do think if I had to choose, I might have to think that term, I think is probably is what's going to hurt them right now in negotiations. I'm sure Robertson wants a long-term deal and he deserves it. He would get that on the open market. I truly believe that. So um, I do think it's both, but I would say maybe term, but I know the money is hard, but as an NHL team, you got to figure it out. You got to keep your young stars for sure.
0: Well, the term is interesting because there's a wrinkle that's been thrown into this in the last few days, which if it plays out could be something that dallas looks back and says oh man i wish we would have got this a couple, done a couple weeks ago because Elliot freeman and other sources are reporting that the nhl has let teams know now that the salary cap is expected to jump mm-hmm. in a major way in 2024 like we're we're at like 82.5 right now we're gonna be 83.5 next season for the nhl and then it's supposed to jump up to like i don't know what is 88 and then like Mm -hmm. 92 in the year 2020. like So there's going to be room here to sign these players, and the players are starting to see it, which is why I believe the Nathan McKinnon deal got done like it did. Uh, Some of these deals in Calgary got done like they did. I think these teams knew, okay, this isn't great now, but in three years, four years, we're going to have extra wiggle room that we did not have before because the cap is going to jump. But you have to look at this and say, okay, well, the teams are figuring it out, but the players have to know it too, right? If Jason Robertson signs a long-term deal right now, He's giving away X number of years on his unrestricted free agency, which when you look at 2024 or 2025, the value of that contract is going to be way higher because there's mm-hmm. more room to give him money. So he's not stupid and neither is his agent. He knows if I sign a long-term deal right now, and I lock myself in for seven or eight years in four years, I'm going to be looking at this goal. And why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Like I just signed in for 9 million and I could have probably got in three seasons time, 10 11 if i keep doing what i'm doing Mm -hmm. right so why would you do that if you're jason robertson unless you're saying i don't want to be anywhere else i really want to work with dallas here i want to give them a team-friendly deal so that i can stay and they can build around me and not every every player doesn't have that mentality right Mm -hmm. the short-term bridge contracts probably looking like three times 7.5 says Elliot friedman so i see that more as a likely result here do you believe this is a bridge deal because there's really not there's probably going to be sticking points between the player, the agent and the team.
1: Yeah. I just feel like um, a bridge deal is not something that Robertson is looking for. I don't think it would be this complicated. I don't think if it was, it's kind of like Jake Ottinger. but it makes sense. I think because he is 23 years old and he has a lot of time for another payday like Nathan McKinnon. So it's not like he's kind of in a rut here where this is like his one last chance to get a big payday before he retires. So I think it makes sense. I think it could make sense for both sides, which is why I think it's a term issue too on top of it but i don't really know who's at fault here i don't really know if if robertson is kind of hold or his camp i should say is kind of putting a like stops to this or what it is but i do think it's the dallas stars though more than robertson but i i think the bridge deal would be good i think for now for sure you saw we see a lot of players do it so
0: what happens if this drags into the season because right now he's not at camp and Uh anytime a player misses camp it's not the end of the world but there are you know little ways behind everybody else Uh systems new teammates all that other stuff that goes into learning that in preseason and in training camp but jason robertson is not there right now do you Uh think that plays a factor into his season should he miss some time or is this just a natural goal scorer who's going to get 40 even if he only plays 75 of the 82 games
1: yeah no i'm i wouldn't be worried about that if i was a dallas stars fan he's just got talent i think he's been the second best goal scorer behind pavelski on the stars for the past two years i don't see that changing because he missed a little bit of training camp although it might hurt to maybe chemistry or something but i don't see it hurting his talent let's put it that way and i think the team knows that too which is probably why everyone's kind of willing to keep this going because they're not really worried about his talent being affected
0: yeah i mean he's he still hasn't played a ton he's only played 128 career games but he's got 125 points in mm-hmm. those games, right? He's got 41 goals in 71 games last season. Like you said, he's 23 years old. This is a deal that I don't think Dallas can let slip away. They mm-hmm. need to get this figured out. Yeah, they may not be a Stanley Cup contender. They might not even be playoff contender this year. But he's part of their future. There are about four or five really young, skilled, solid players on that organization mm-hmm. and that's who this team's going to have to build around. And Robertson's in there. If this gets ugly, and this drags out, I just don't know, right? I don't get the sense from Robertson, like we talked about in Dubois' case with you know a couple episodes ago where he might be intentionally walking himself right. to unrestricted free agency. Mm-hmm. I don't get the sense that Robertson's looking to leave, do you?
1: No, I don't. I don't see an ego from him in that way. I don't say Pierre-Luc Dubois does, but I don't see like him being like holding up the show because of the fact that he feels like he can just do it just because he's him, so... Yeah, I don't see it.
0: Well, well, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Let's switch to another player that we know absolutely. We talk about Robertson maybe not wanting to leave the Dallas Stars. We know that Jacob Chickering is not longing to stay in Arizona. He's told the media. He told the team. He's told pretty much everybody who'll listen that he has agreed to take the Coyotes up on their offer to move Mm -hmm. somewhere else, that he would like to go play for a playoff contender. This has been in the books for, or at least in the works, for over a year, 16, almost 17 months Mm -hmm. now that Chickren has sort of been on the market and the Coyotes have been willing to move him, but he has not been traded Mm -hmm. in part because of the ask from Arizona. There's a pretty big ask here in part because of his injury situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had a really solid season, but not so great Uh, last season. Nobody really knows for sure what he's going to do. If he's legitimately a top four guy, which we kind of think that he is, but I mean, it's been a season and a half really since he's done Mm -hmm. it. Uh, He's coming out of Arizona, so who knows where he's going to fit with another team. There's a lot going on here with Jacob Chikrin, and he just hasn't been moved yet. And it doesn't sound like any team. There are a bunch of teams in on this, but not at the asking price. Mm
1: -hmm. What do you
0: make from the outside in looking at this situation?
1: Something that sticks out to me is I think something that's holding this up is the injury history here. I don't really always think it's about the first round picks um, and the prospects, but when I look at Jacob Chikrin, he hasn't played a full 82 game season in his career. So I do think that's playing a part in this for sure. I don't know if some teams are maybe hesitant. He missed the last 24 games of last season with an ankle injury. He said he's been rehabbing it and he's okay. And that's fine. He's 24. Obviously he'll heal a lot faster but I do think his injury history is having a lot to do with this hold up here why it's been like you said 16 17 months and why there's still no resolution here so I do think there's more than what we saw we kind of saw that with Alex Debrink as well when he got traded when the contract the fact that he was coming up on an expiring contract why teams were hesitant so I do think there's more to it than uh, the fact that he's got a lot of potential
0: yeah I mean he had proven in that one season where he was really solid that Mm -hmm. there's a market for him. Mm -hmm. The question is if has the market died off and it doesn't sound like teams are shying away from talking to Arizona about this, but everybody seems to be just like snickering or stopping at the ask. Like they're all just like, no way. Like first round prospect, another Mm -hmm. draft pick. And most teams are going to have to move money because you can't bring in, you know, whatever he is, four point something million, on your books and then not ship out money. There's just very few teams. And if they have all the salary cap space, a team like Seattle or Detroit or whatever, Chickren doesn't help them. He's not a player that those teams would need or want because when his current contract is over, there's really no guarantee that they're going to be keeping him around. He's not one of those players where you go, yeah, this is the guy we're going to build our blue line around. Uh, He's certainly not a guarantee of any kind. And he's not young enough to be like, yes, let's get him and let's work with him and let's do... So I don't know why teams would need that. So if a team's getting Jacob Chikorin, they either think they're contenders, they need to fill out their top four, and they're probably over the salary cap already. So who, who has to budge here? Like, is it the team that needs to come up and say, okay, fine, we're, we're willing to give you a little closer than, to what you're asking, Arizona? Or does Arizona have to come down and be like, you know what, we're not ever going to get what we want to get for Chikorin. We just have to sacrifice this or just hang on to the player.
1: Yeah, I think this is kind of an Arizona's camp at this point. You can hope that other teams will kind of meet you halfway, but at this point, it doesn't seem like they are. And I think they have to take that into consideration. You had a high asking price for a while, but you're still not getting anywhere. And that's another interesting point you make because they don't have to move Chikrin. He asked for a trade doesn't mean they have to abide by that. I mean, we see it with Tarasenko. He asked for a trade last year, and he's still there on the St. Louis Blues. So they don't have to for sure. But I think that asking price should remain high if you're Arizona because they are rebuilding. But I do think they're going to have to budge at some point, especially if Chickren becomes unhappy being there and something happens and he does have to get moved. So I do think it is in Arizona's um, court at this point.
0: Well, I would be very curious too. I, I think there's a rule on it. I have to look it up. I should have done my research before we came on here that there are a certain limit of retained salary contracts that any one team can take. How many does Arizona have right now? Right? Like, that's the real question. Cause I know a lot of people are throwing out, well, they can just retain half of his salary. I'm not sure Arizona can even do that. I'd have to look it up because if they're already at the limit, cause they are a team that does mm-hmm. that, right? That they acquire players. Or they send out somebody retain salary. They take on the salary. They make it easier to acquire what they had. They're they do it a lot. So if they're at the limit, they can't do it with Chikrin. So whoever whoever takes him on either has to get a, a third team involved, which makes this extremely complicated. Yeah. Or they got to take the full salary of Jacob Chirpin, which again is a huge concern because his injury history doesn't necessarily suggest he's going to be an LTIR guy. His mm-hmm. injury suggestions he's going to be on the IR give or take every. Few games in the season, and you're not going to have them for a full year, but you don't get the salary cap relief if you take yes. them. So that's a real concern. I would, I really should have looked that up because I don't know what Arizona's okay. situation is for retained salary, but I've seen so many people throw that out there. Oh, just retain half of his salary. Arizona yeah. loves to do that. Yeah, but you're only allowed to do it so many times. So uh-huh. I, I wonder if Arizona's, you know, at that level. Let's talk about some of the teams that are rumored to be in this because we've heard St. Louis uh, is a team that might be there. We've heard Edmonton is a team that might be there from what I'm the sources I've talked to. Edmonton is not very seriously in this. They mm-hmm. are inquiring, but they're not balking at the price. They don't want to send certain people over. Uh, Philip Roberg, who was apparently the defenseman that Arizona likes, is a non starter for Edmonton. They're not interested in sending him that way. There are some other teams too. Who do you think, if a team acquires him, would be the favorite here?
1: Um, something tells me Ottawa, the Ottawa senators would be the high point. Um, cause it seems like it's a fit that makes the most sense. Cause Ottawa did, you know, get a lot better this off season by acquiring a lot of scoring, but their defense is their main issue right now. And that's something they really didn't address. So I do think it, it makes a lot of sense, I think. Uh, but again, that might seem like way too good to be true, right? Like mm-hmm. Ottawa needs them, uh, yeah, it seems maybe too good to be true, but that's something I have my eye on. It seems like they've been in on the sweepstakes for a while now, and that's the one team I've seen consistently in it.
0: Yeah, well, they got room. I mean, they've got 5.6, almost $5.7 million in cap space still. They're a 22 out of 23 roster, 44 out of 50. Like, they have room. They, mm-hmm. They're one of the few teams that has the need, would like the player, has the cap space to do something, probably has the picks and prospects to send to Arizona. It's just a matter of whether or not Arizona comes down to the point where Ottawa is like, okay, finally you're speaking our language here because everything else you were asking for, we were not going to do like, yes, there's been some players that we've kind of heard rumored that Arizona might be interested in that for, um, you know, Ottawa is like a non-starter, right? Whether it's Shane Pinto or whomever, they're just like, no, mm-hmm. like, sorry, that's not who we're moving. Right. So I do believe I'm with you. I think Arizona's got a budge here. I think if they want to move the player and they want to get out of this situation and just not have it hanging over the team for the rest of the season, right. get out from under this thing. I mean, the cap is not a concern for Arizona. They don't care to hold on to the money. But if they want to get something out of this, I do think that they could probably get, you know, some decent draft picks from yeah. Ottawa and a prospect. Maybe not the prospect that they want, mm-hmm. uh, but it, but it is something. I think that's true too. St. Louis is an interesting team for me. I'm not... I wonder if, like, do you think there's any connection here between the Chikrin rumors and the Tory Krug rumors? Because Tory Krug has all sorts of contract control, but there was a lot of talk this summer that he might be somebody who was on the trade block. I mean, he can't go anywhere until he says, yeah, fine. But Mm -hmm. do you think there's any connection to this? Like, do you think St. Louis is seriously considering moving Tory Krug?
1: I don't think so. (laughs) If I'm being completely honest, I don't think so. I think they've always been pretty high on Tory Krug. I never saw that happening. I thought the rumors were kind of. And he's a really good goal scorer for them too, on top of it. So he's really good on their power play. So I don't see it happening. But if it was a swap for Tory Krug and Jacob Trickren, maybe that makes sense for them salary cap wise for sure. But I don't really see that happening, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, and I also don't know why Tory Krug, who has, you know, a no trade clause worked into his contract, why he would say, yeah, sure, just wave it. I'll go to Arizona.
1: Right. Like, exactly.
0: Why would he do that? Right there. Yeah. Arizona is not going to do anything this season. Everybody knows Arizona's not. And he's locked in for another, what? One, two, three, four, five years at 6.5 million. That's not exactly the kind of contract Arizona's keen on taking on. Right. Like, right. and St. Louis only has $600,000 in cash space. So it's not like they can go, oh, Hey, yeah, uh, well, we'll just, we'll take Chick and we'll figure it out afterwards. Like they would really have to move some pieces that would put them a good 4 million over the cap, which uh-huh. any team that's at that point right now is going to struggle to figure out how to get under that. And they have all of Mm -hmm. what, two weeks to do it. So it's going to be a challenge. I don't know. I I'm actually starting to lead towards the fact that it's either Arizona comes down and Ottawa gets in this or chicken doesn't move at all.
1: Well, something that's interesting about chicken too, is next season is the season that his modified. No trade clause comes into effect where he gets to submit a 10 team, no trade list for the final two years of his contract. I think that's um, important to point out because if Arizona wants to move them, this is the chance where they have the most control. They don't really have a say from Chikrin or anything else. They won't have trouble in that regard. So if they want to move them, that's probably the best time to move them before things get more complicated. If he doesn't want to go to a team and kind of thing. So I think that's something to keep in mind, too.
0: Yeah, and it's probably it's a very good point. It's also probably fair to point out that just because he has a 10 team, not a five doesn't mean you can't ask him if a team that isn't on that list he would be willing to move to and you have to think in his situation leaving Arizona that there might be a team who's a contender that isn't on his 10 team list that he'd be like Mm -hmm. yeah sure okay I know they're not on my list but like just get me the hell out of here right like you have to think that that might be a conversation that two sides will have like yeah I'll modify my 10 team list and I'll add this person and this person so you can now talk to those guys if you want I would think that that would happen, but you never Mm -hmm. know with a player, right? Like they might not want to move to a certain city. They might not want it for family reasons or whatever. Uh, We saw a lot of things happen this summer. Uh, Johnny Mm -hmm. to Columbus, for example, no one saw that coming. And he did that strictly for family reasons. So you never know why a player is going to want to not go somewhere or be somewhere else or whatever the case would be. So you are right. Like when you have all the control and you have the leverage as a team, you sort of need to take advantage of it but it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens. Okay. So running this down, Robertson, do you think, let's just summarize this. You think it gets done before the season and what kind of deal are we looking at? Uh,
1: At this point, I'm not seeing it happening uh, at this point. And at this, I think a bridge deal makes a lot of sense, but I do think he's going towards a long-term contract at this point. So it's either going to be from the stars or somewhere else. But I, at this point, I feel like if a deal was going to be done, it would have been done already. And it's not. So i kind of see this dragging out
0: yeah i i hope and i think it'll get done before the season i mean it sure doesn't look like it's getting any closer i don't imagine why dallas who i think believes they've got a shot at being a playoff team here would want to let this go into the season and i think if they had to and said okay fine we'll do two years or three years at seven and a half robertson would probably be like you know what okay in 2024, I'm going to have a really good idea what the salary cap looks like. And you guys are going to make me rich. Like Mm -hmm. you guys are going to hit me with a massive deal because if it's a deal right now, we're looking at like Uber numbers, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. We're talking 10, maybe 11 Mm -hmm. million, like which is huge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. When you have a $93 million cap, it's not as bad. But if you do that deal right now with the way the cap is, that's a lot of pressure for a guy like Jason Robertson too. Right. So I think the bridge deal is probably the way to go. What do you think about chicken? Yes or no, that he gets traded here. He's got about like, two weeks
1: in the span of two weeks. No, I don't think it's going to come together that fast, but I think it could happen in the season though.
0: Okay. So you, you don't believe that Arizona is going to come down prior to the season. That's not a bad point. Actually. When you think about the fact that Arizona might look at how these teams are doing and teams might mm-hmm. look at how they're doing and go, Oh my gosh, we're terrible. Like, we're we're really missing something here. Or we didn't get out to the start we wanted to get out to, or we had a, we suffered an injury on our blue line that we weren't expecting. Keep in mind, Chicken's not healthy right now, mm-hmm. so trading for him and hoping that he's going to be ready to roll for the opening night is it's kind of far fetched. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I just really don't know if he's going to get traded. Like it's been 16 months. You think they would have figured this out by now? Like Mm -hmm. somebody would have come forward and said, yeah, yeah, we like him enough. Let's just figure this out. Like meet in the middle somewhere, but no one's done that. Mm -hmm. And that, that really kind of tells me that the, I think the market is cooled on him. I think there are some teams kicking tires. If Arizona all of a sudden says, you know what? Oh, geez, let's just get this done here. Here's Mm -hmm. your player. Just give us something. And teams might be waiting for that. If, if Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen, there's a real good chance that chicken doesn't go anywhere. So he could become a deadline deal by the time all this is done. Yeah. That'll be really interesting. Um, I guess we'll find out anybody else that you sort of have your eye on. I know that wasn't what we planned on talking about today, but are there any other, like with the salary cap news or things like that? Is there kind of anybody that's is sort of on your radar that been like, this is going to be a very interesting contract or extension to watch for.
1: I have my eyes on Tampa Bay right now because they're seven million dollars over the cap, and something's got to give here with all the contracts they gave out this summer to Surgachev and Chorelli and all that stuff. Um, so I have my eyes on Alex Kalorm right now. I know he was involved in trade rumors even last year as, as a possible salary cap um, casualty because he's got over four million dollars left on his. Um, contract for one year. So I'm looking to see if maybe Tampa parts with him before the season starts just as a salary cap relief. So he's someone I have my eye on for sure.
0: Any word on whether or not any of those guys that are on the injured or like Sorelli or Zach Bocion, are they, do you know, are they LTI are eligible? Like, are these guys that we think or do not think is going to be out for the season? Because if that does happen, that gives them just over. It's not going to solve their cap problems by any means, but it gives them mm-hmm. about $5 million, $5.5 million off of that seven. Like I look at the same sort of situation in Edmonton right now. They're $7 million over, but they've got Cliff Bomb, Mike Smith. Uh, those guys are for sure going on LTIR. So really, their cap issue is kind of more like a $3 million problem, right? Mm-hmm. So some of these teams are going to be very interesting. I agree with you. The one player I'm looking at, though, with all the salary cap talk is David Pasternak.
1: Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: Well, that's a guy out of Boston who seems to be pretty chill about all this stuff. Like he's kind of like, you know, I get this, I understand the game. I understand the business, but I don't know if he's looking at the Boston Bruins and go, I don't know what we are. Like, I'm not sure if we're good. I'm not sure if we're going to (laughs) suck. I know that I am an $11 million player and I'm going to get that from somebody, but do I want to get it in Boston? Like, because if I do, it's going to be a seven or an eight year deal. And he's going to know that the salary cap is going to give some team the room to go, yeah, let's get Pasternak on our roster, right? Some team's going to do it. There's Uh two, at least two or three teams that are going to be like, yeah, if we can get like a Columbus getting Goudreau, if we can get (laughs) Pasternak, whoa, that changes everything for our fan base. They're just going to lose it because they're going to be so excited, right? Pasternak's getting the money. It's just where he gets it from. And Uh how long is he willing to wait before he signs? Because it sounds like, he doesn't care. He's just like, look, I'll sign during the season. I'll sign later. I'll sign now, but I want my money. Like <laughs> I think he gets it. Right. So I'm very curious to see how that unfolds. Cause I really don't know what Boston's going to be like this year.
1: No, I don't. They're always the weird question mark. Always good, but maybe not all the way there. And this could be um, Bergeron's last season, you know? So, yeah. A lot well, of and, it,
0: marks. and they've got some injuries coming in, right? Charlie McEvoys mm-hmm. out for a while. Like, they're going to have a rocky start to the season. Mm -hmm. Paul looks like he's going to be out for a little bit. I don't know where Brad Marchand's at, but he was hurt (laughs) going through. Like, they don't have a lot of their really top players starting the year, right? Pasternak's not a concern because he's still got one more year in his contract. So he's got time to figure this out. But, man, if they stink, like, are we talking about potentially Pasternak moving on during the season? Like, could he be a trade deadline deal?
1: I could see it. I actually could see it because it seems like you're right. Besides like the chill attitude he said, it also kind of seems like a lot of back and forth, like uh, I'm willing to maybe sign, but I'm also, you know, open to looking elsewhere too, if that comes about. So I do think there's a possibility that could happen.
0: Yeah. He's an interesting, he's an interesting dude. Like it's just going to be kind of fun to see how he plays this out because like he, he could be one of those guys that you see him kind of do the, okay, I'll just sit here and you guys can all come to me and talk to me like Nazim and Kadri wanted to do. But it sort of didn't play out so well uh-huh. for Kadri, and he wound up, you know, looks like having to choose between one or two teams. But I think there'll be a lot of people come knocking on that door if Pasternak becomes uh-huh. available, even though he is a little bit older, right? It's not like he's he's going to be signing a deal. He's, what, 26 right now, 27 when he signs that deal. An eight-year deal is going to put him at 35. So uh-huh. uh, there's a little bit of a risk on the back end of that deal but man, he's good. <laughs>
1: he's going to get it. You're right. He's going to get it from somewhere. It's just who. <laughs>
0: yeah. It'll be interesting. Anyway, We'll keep our eyes on this one. Uh, thank you. Let's uh, keep in touch with uh, what's happening with both Jason Robertson and uh, Jacob Chikrin. I'm very curious to see what happens with these two players over the next two weeks. Hopefully when this goes out uh, probably tomorrow that we haven't heard that Robertson yes. signed a deal or something. Cause you know, that, that's typically how this sort of thing works. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing our fantasy draft here right away. So we're going to have that episode coming out in a couple of days too. So for people who like to do hockey fantasy drafts and you want to listen to the picks that we make and you either agree with the picks we make, or you want to you know, rag on us for the picks that we make, that's going to be a fun part of the show. We're going to talk about the picks as we make them and you guys can listen to it. Everybody, uh, boys and girls, everybody can listen and go, that was crazy. That was a good selection. Way to go. Good team. So it'll be kind of fun. We'll do that one too. Uh, Brooke, thank you very much. For everybody else, this has been another edition of the NHL Trade Talk podcast, and we'll talk to you guys next time.